The book of Revelation consists of many visions that a man by the name of John received when he was in exile on the Greek island of Patmos. And probably the best known of these visions is what's referred to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And most people see this prophecy speaking about judgment. For example, we know that the book of Revelation consists of seals, trumpets, and bowls. And most Bible teachers speak of these three, once more, seals, trumpets, and bowls as referring to judgment. We hear people say the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, and the bowl judgments. But I would suggest to you when we look at God's word that it is wrong to understand the seals relating to the judgment of God. Now, let me just briefly speak about two of them, the fifth and the sixth one. The fifth one is an a outpouring of persecution. It is aimed at those who had a God-honoring, a God-pleasing testimony, those who testified as they should concerning the word of God. So God wouldn't judge, God wouldn't punish those who have such a testimony. So these are not encountering God's judgment, but rather they're being persecuted by the enemy. And in the next seal, the sixth seal, we see that God's wrath, literally the wrath of the Lamb, is spoken of. It is announced, but it doesn't begin in the sixth seal. We find, rather, God's wrath beginning with the trumpet judgments. So, again, it is wrong, it is biblically inaccurate to see the seals as relating to God's judgment. The first six have nothing to do with the judgment of God, but the activity of the enemy. And I'm going to demonstrate that in our study at this time. So take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Revelation and chapter 6. Now I'm going to be looking at the Texas Receptus, which is all Greek. And I'm going to translate it literally and do so in the word order that appears in the Greek text. And we're going to pay attention to what is said by John and not what we hear other people teaching. My purpose is not that you agree or disagree with me. My purpose is that we look at God's word together. I like the privilege of providing an overview, overview, guiding you through it, but you are responsible to arrive at the conclusions and to have these conclusions impact your life. So let's begin an exciting piece of scripture. Verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb, and the Lamb is none other than Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And I saw when the Lamb opened up one of the seals. Now, even though the Lamb is opening up these seals, what takes place 
is not done by him or by God. This will become very clear when we arrive at the fourth seal. What we see is this, that things are happening according to Messiah's timetable. What God has determined. So the enemy is not going to function when he wants, but it's only when these seals are, are broken. Then and only then can the enemy function. This is the activity of the enemy, not God. So once more, we read in verse 1, And I saw when the land opened up one of the seals, and I heard one from the four creatures saying, Now, some Bibles will call these creatures beasts, and that's fine. But it's not referring to what I've shared with you earlier, a prophetic beast, which is an empire. This is referring to those four creatures, these four beasts, if you want to say, that are before the throne of God, that worship God and praise God day and night. So this is not referring to an empire, but a, a heavenly creature. So one of these four creatures, he was saying, and as he spoke, it was as the voice of thunder. And what did he say? End of verse 1, come and see. So it's important that we move, and that means move according to the revelation of God. That we move to hear the word of God and allow the word of God to give us the perspective. That's the intent of come and see. Now verse 2, and I looked and behold, a white horse. Now, we have to be careful because we know that in Revelation 19, when it deals with the second coming of Messiah, that he's coming on a white horse. Well, Satan is a counterfeit. And therefore, this is a counterfeit appearance. It's speaking about one who's going to try to portray himself as Messiah, but in reality, he is the Antichrist. Look again at verse 2. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and the one sitting upon him having a bow. Now, a bow is a, a military weapon. So a bow and arrow. And what we're going to find is that he's going to use this, this weapon, this military, this power, in order to do something. Notice what it says. And it was given to him a crown. Now, it's not that God gave him this crown. God is allowing it. But most scholars see that this is something that, that is given to him for a season. And it's the world that is embracing this one. So he had a bow, a weapon, and a crown was given to him. And he went forth, and notice what it says conquering, and that he should conquer. Meaning, it's an expression, an idiom, that he had an objective. What was that objective? To conquer the world. And he did so. That is when it says, and also that he should, meaning that he was successful. So we have one who used military in order to 
conquer the world. Let's move to the second, second seal, verse 3. And when the second seal was opened, I heard the second creature saying the same thing, Come and see. And went forth another horse. And this horse is not white, but rather it is red. And the one sitting upon it, this red horse, the one sitting upon it, it was given to him, meaning it was allowed for him to take peace from the earth. So the white horse represents conquering, bringing something to submissiveness. Now, an example from some cultures is that when someone wants to surrender, they put out a white flag. And this white flag means I have been conquered. I have been defeated. I give up. And this is what the force, first horseman is doing. He's conquering. He has defeated the earth. And what's he going to do? Well, after conquering it, he is going to remove peace from the world. Look again. Verse 4. And went forth another horse red and the one who was sitting upon it it was given to him meaning it was allowed to take peace from the earth and order that one another they should slay so now under this leadership there are those going out there's no peace but people are being slayed death is what's characterizing this, this second seal. And notice how it ends. And it was given to him a large sword. Now remember, what's said about the first horseman on this white horse is that he conquers. What's said about the second horseman on this red horse is that he takes peace. And many people are being killed. There's a slaughter going on. And notice that he has, and remember this, a large sword. Now verse 5. And when the third seal was opened, I heard the third creature saying, same thing, come and see. And I looked and behold, a black horse. And the one sitting upon it having a scale in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the fourth creature saying, A measurement of wheat is a denarius. And three measures of barley is a denarius. Now, what we have in this third seal is a black horse. Now, black can represent a plague, a disease, death. In this case, we see something we see that he goes forth and he has a balance. Now, what do you know about a balance in that cultural time frame? It was used to weigh things to determine price, and this fits the context. Because the thing that we're told immediately after he has a balance in his hand, or scales is another way to translate this word, is that the price of wheat is... is a day's wage, a denarius, 
is a common worker's wage for a day. And we find that in order to buy wheat, not much, a measurement of it, it takes a whole day's work. Now you have other expenses. And then it says barley as well, usually much cheaper than wheat. But barley, three measurements for a day's wage. So what do we know here? Food prices are soaring. And when usually does food prices soar? When there's a famine. And Messiah taught Then in the last days, there's going to be a famine. And there's going to be disease. When there's a famine, there's pestilence. And also, we find there's going to be earthquakes, which can also cause an interruption to the food chain, deliveries and such. So the third one represents darkness, black, which signifies death because the price of food is soaring. Usually that means that there's a shortage, a scarcity of food at that time. But it ends in a very unique way, it says. And the oil and the wine do not uh, deal unjustly. That's literally what it says. Most Bible says, do not harm. But it's literally, don't deal unjustly. Now, wine frequently represents joy. Oil, the movement of the Spirit. So in the midst of these things, those who walk in the Spirit, they are going to have joy. These things don't hinder the work of the Spirit of God within His people. It's not going to take away our joy. Joy. Why? Our joy is not based upon the things of this world. Now, remember, we see that there is conquering going on. Peace is removed. That second one is given a great sword. The third one has scales in his hands because food prices are soaring. There's a shortage, a scarcity of food. And remember that as we come now to the fourth uh, seal. We're ready now for verse 7. And when he opened up the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth creature saying, Behold, or simply come and look. And I looked and behold a... And what color is this? Now, this is the Greek word chloros. Looking at it, chloros. Chloros is, is the word that is used for an element within plants that cause plants to be green. So it's not a spotted or a dabbled or something along those lines, a pale horse. This is wrong. This shows an inaccuracy of recognizing the meaning of the Greek word. It's green. And if you look at Jeremiah chapter 30, you will find in, in verses 5 and 6 that green, that same word there in the Greek language is there, or excuse me, in the Hebrew language appears, and it's related to green, which signifies pain and suffering. I want to say that again. Green, biblically, based upon Jeremiah chapter 30, symbolizes pain and suffering. Because it says that men are going about with their hands on their loins, that means on their stomachs, on their waistline, bent over in great pain and suffering like a woman giving childbirth. Great suffering. 
and the faces of those men who are suffering are turned to literally the Hebrew word for grief. So this is speaking about a source of pain and suffering. Look again at verse, verse 7. And when he opened up the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. And I looked and behold a green horse. And the one sitting, now there's a change. And unless you're looking at the original language, you miss out. Now, all the other times, the first three times when it says about the one sitting upon it, meaning the horse, it uses the simple word for upon. But when we come to the fourth seal, there's something unique. It's a different word. It's not the word epi, but rather the word ep, epano. And this shows to sit, but in a superior way. And the purpose of this change is to call attention. There's something unique, something special, something significant, something superior, superior about this fourth horseman. Let's look again. And the one sitting, and we translate it the same way, but it's a different word, upon it. Notice, we're given his name. His name, was name of his is death. And Hades follows after him. Now, let me ask you, Messiah, the Bible says, come that we might have life. He didn't come to kill. He came to give life and give life abundantly. But the enemy, he's about pain, suffer, adversity. He is about hardship. He delights in the suffering of others. And that's why his name is called death. And notice, Haiti follows after him. That's hell. Hell follows after him. And notice it says, and pay attention because this is where it gets very interesting. Last part of verse 8. And it was given to them, referring to these four horsemen, authority, authority to kill upon the fourth of the earth. And to do so with a sword, remember that second horseman? What did he have? A great sword. And to do so with hunger, famine. What do we know about the third horseman? Prices of food was very expensive. That happens in a famine. And in death, well, death is the fourth horseman. And by the beasts of the earth, when there is problems, we see that animals come into the city when there's problems they they come towards mankind we saw this with the the coronavirus here in israel animals were coming in when things were locked down the animals were coming in there was problems they weren't getting the normal amount of food because there was less garbage going out and such so the animals were coming in all of this shows something the fact that he went out and notice what it says it was given to him authority to kill over a fourth of the earth. The fourth of the earth is land. It's talking about him ruling and conquering and bringing death, famine upon this world. This is what we see concerning the first three horsemen. 
what I want you to see is that the fourth one named death and that Hades or hell followed after him. This is not God. This is not Messiah. This is the enemy. And he is connected to the first, second, and third horsemen. So God's not the source of any of these things. This is not part of God's judgment. This is part of satanic activity. And it's going to lead these things of one conquering, one killing, the famines that instability will be brought about from these famines and such. All of this is going to lead to a season of great persecution for believers because we're going to be speaking out against the leader this evil one what he stands for this one who's ruling who's conquered the one going forth and conquered he's a false manifestation of messiah he comes on a white horse but he does not represent anything that is holy righteous or just he represents death and hail hell follows after him. This is what we need to see about the four horsemen. It has nothing to do with God's activity, but the activity of the enemy. And it's this activity, and ultimately the persecution of true believers, the fifth seal, which is going to bring about God's wrath, which is going to be poured out in those trumpets and those bowl judgments. So my hope is that this short study might give you a better understanding walking through these verses together in coming to a proper conclusion for what is the significance of this, this vision that John received of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Thanks for watching until our next episode. May God bless you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.